One of the jobs they don't tell you about when you get assigned to St. Paul's is that the first month or so of each academic year, you're going to play referee in roommate squabbles. Because these roommates who have never lived together are coming from very different backgrounds, and they're having fights over the most mundane things in the world. And the beauty for us as Dominicans is that we know what that is like full well because we live in community. We gather together from very different backgrounds and experiences in life. In fact, when I was a novice, I learned something very, very hard and difficult lesson to learn. Where does the bread go when you come back from the store? And where does the butter go? You see, where I, when I grew up, because we were six kids, mom would go to the store once a week and get a lot of food. So the bread and the butter went in the bread went in the freezer, the butter went in the refrigerator. All of a sudden, though, when I would come back from the store, I was the shopper for the novitiate community, I would get back and the brothers would be like, where is the bread? Was well, in the freezer, of course. Where else would it be? And this was not acceptable to anyone else in the community. And I was very confused by this and even angry a little bit. But then I discovered the beauty of fresh bread and room temperature butter, and my life was changed forever. <laughs> but so often we cling to these vestiges of our past that have no meaning or substance to them, but we cling to them because they bring us comfort. Because they remind us of something that was before, something that was nice, convenient, the way mom or dad always did it, a reminder of home. And we see that today in a way in the Pharisees who are accusing the apostles, the disciples of Jesus of not washing their hands. In the Jewish tradition, it's called, they built what's called a fence around the law. So in order to even refrain from getting close to breaking the law laid down in uh, the Torah, they have all of these rules so they don't even come close to it. And one of those is this ritual purification. And at the beginning, it's about making sure you're following God's law. But at this point, Jesus is recognizing in the hearts of the Pharisees especially that it's hypocritical. It's not about giving honor or glory to God. It's about power. It's about doing something because it's the way it's always been done. And in fact, it's led to a hardening of heart. Our readings today challenge us to see how in the world it's so easy to become a slave, to choose slavery. We can choose those vestiges of how things have always been done. We can choose we have to follow the rules. We have to do those things that are laid out and have been since time immemorial. Or as we see the challenge that Jesus gives us in the gospel, we can also see how we can become slaves to our passions. We can turn from the rules and become slaves to those things that come up from within. But ultimately, the freedom of every human heart lies in giving ourselves and following after God. And God has revealed himself and his will to us universally for each and every one of us. Our freedom lies not in blindly following after our passions or following traditions, but in entering into a relationship, a union with love himself. In the second reading, that beautiful second reading from St. James, we hear this beautiful line that we are called to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deluding yourselves. That the Lord has revealed himself to us, has loved us, but is desiring for us to give a free, a full response to that love. 
St. Augustine, one of the great Christian theologians, teaches us that true freedom, the freedom for which we are created, is when we choose to do God's will for us because we know it to be the best thing for us. Not as slaves, but as friends, as the beloved of the Lord. And St. Augustine, whose feast day we celebrated yesterday, has a lot of personal experience in this. He writes in his confessions one of the great stories of conversion of heart, mind, and life. St. Augustine was an extremely successful orator. In fact, he was the orator of the court in Milan, the emperor's court. He was the mouthpiece for the emperor at a very young age. He had incredible earthly success. Not only that, but he had, well, it wasn't a wife, it was a concubine anyway, but he had a woman in his life. He had a child. He had all of the things that the earth could give to him, and yet he was still searching On the very first page of his confessions, he says, You made us for yourself, Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. He searched for rest in everything and became a slave not only to the rules of an obscure religion called Manichaeism, he was also at some point in his life a slave to his passions. And in both directions, he realized that he was never free. He was always beholden to something something outside of himself. In fact, when he has this great moment of conversion, he and his friend Alepius are in the garden, and Augustine hears the voice of what is an angel, he thinks, say, tole lege, take, read. He picks up the scriptures to Romans 13, 13, and he reads from there that it's not in basically the same list that Jesus gives in the gospel today. Licentiousness, adultery, all of those things, uh, uh, all of those things that, were so, that he was so slavishly following after, he realizes that that is not where he is called. And so he gives his heart to the Lord. And he realizes, he writes later in the Confessions, he says, there's a great line, Late have I loved you, O Lord, O beauty ever ancient, ever new. I searched for you without, but I found you within. The Lord, brothers and sisters, desires our hearts. Because it is from a heart conformed to the Lord that great actions and deeds are done. St. James says this, Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained by the world. When our heart is converted to the Lord, we see the beautiful manifold ways in which we are called to honor and serve the Lord by keeping to his teachings, but also by serving those in need, both with a full and undivided heart. St. John Henry Newman, who is one of our patrons here at St. Paul's because we are a Newman Center, his Episcopal motto was cor ad cor loquitor, heart speaks to heart. Just as the heart of the Lord speaks into our heart, our hearts that are undivided, that have been converted and changed by the Lord, speak to the hearts of our brothers and sisters, speak to the hearts of a world that is in need. As beautiful and wonderful as this is, we wouldn't be here if we didn't believe it in some way, shape, or form. It is incredibly difficult because it requires of us to look into our hearts and to look into our lives and to ask myself a very difficult question, a question I would rather avoid. To whom or to what am I a slave? And if we look into our hearts, if we look into the way we act, if we look into our relationships, we can see 
that sometimes I'm a slave, or maybe more than sometimes, all the time I'm a slave to a passion, or to a way of doing things, or to an ideology. And the Lord is calling us to conversion. The Lord is calling us to give us, to give Him our hearts. But it's difficult, because we are concerned that we're going to lose something. It's a concern that we all share. And one of the great Augustinian scholars of the 20th century, Pope Benedict XVI, had this to say to the whole church in his inauguration. And it's one of these quotes that has just moved my heart, and I hope it helps you as well. He's reflecting on being the successor to St. John Paul II, and he's reflecting on his own inaugural homily as Pope. Pope Benedict said, Are we not perhaps all afraid in some way if we let Christ into our lives fully, if we open ourselves totally him, totally to him, are we not afraid that he might take something away from us? Are we not perhaps afraid to give up something significant, something unique, something that makes life so beautiful? Do we not then risk ending up diminished and deprived of our freedom? And once again, Pope St. John Paul II told us, no. If we let Christ into our lives, we lose nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing of what makes life free, beautiful, and great. No, only in this friendship are the doors of life opened wide. Only in this friendship is the great potential of human existence truly revealed. Only in this friendship do we experience beauty and liberation. And so today, with great strength and great conviction on the basis of long personal experience in life, I say to you, dear young people especially, do not be afraid of Christ. He takes nothing away and he gives you everything. When we give ourselves to him, we receive a hundredfold in return. Yes, open, open wide the doors to Christ and you will find true life. The Lord desires your heart. It is your heart freely and lovingly given to him that will change the world. Give your hearts, your minds, your lives, everything to the Lord so that what comes from within is not the things that lead us astray or hurt other people, but the things that unite and give glory to God and bring about the salvation of all humanity.